This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. You know, Martha, as we welcome everybody to I Work For Him this afternoon, I think it's important that we just let people know how they can interact with us during this first segment of every show of every day. Well, Jim, we'd love to bring people on the air with us through the message that they leave us on our voicemail. We have a listener line where we would love for people to leave a voicemail with a question or a concern or a situation at work that they want us to talk through. And why don't you tell them why we're doing that? Well, we're doing it because we want to make sure that we focus the shows to things that are practical, tactical, factual, and biblical for you as you work out your faith in your work every day. And we don't know what you're thinking. We don't know what you're struggling with, but you can tell us. That's why we want you to leave us a message with a question or a topic you'd like us to address during this first segment of every show. 866-713-9675-866-713-9675. Martha, our question today from somebody who dropped it off to us. That's right. Her name is Melinda, and she says, I work for someone else, but I'm thinking it's time to start my own company. I don't even know where to begin. So it's really kind of an open-ended question, but there's a whole lot there oh my. that could be behind that question. And the first thing that comes to my mind is why? What are some of the reasons that someone would be ready to start their own company? Yeah, do you realize how difficult it is? Well, and I don't mean why, like, oh my goodness, you're crazy. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that. Well, that's one option, but it might no. also be... That, you know, they just need more flexibility. Okay. All right. So let's just break this out. So Melinda, let's just say you're on the phone with us right now. Maybe that's what we should have done. We probably should have called her up and said, hey, Melinda, let's talk through this. Let's dig a little deeper. All right. But I mean, the first thing is, what kind of business do you want to start? Is there really a need for what you're trying to do? And let's just maybe say- So do a little research? Yeah, do a little research, I think, is probably really important. Uh, But I think that's what's also important is like, okay, just make sure that you know- if you're going to start your own business, the first thing is you need to have money. Money to start a business to make money? You need to have money to make money. You need to have, you know, probably six months of income in the bank before you start, six months of your net income in the bank before you start. For the purpose of, because you're not going to just all of a sudden be making the same amount of Unless money, Unless you are God, you are not going to instantaneously make money starting a business. So you also need a lot of, you know, so that's a really important part. Do you have any money? Do you have a budget at home? Are you living according to that budget? Do you have an emergency fund? And do you have money in the bank to burn while you're setting up the business? Or the 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 other side of that, the converse side or whatever, is this would be one of the first steps. If you're really thinking about doing that, you need to do some saving. Um, one of the things that's, I think a lot of people, you know, there's a huge number, I don't know what it is, Jim, of, of companies that fail in the first year. And I would guess that this is part of that equation. They didn't anticipate the dry season. And so maybe they didn't have enough money to get them through while they were trying to ramp up their business and therefore they couldn't keep doing it. I, I think the number is like if five businesses start one year, by the end of year three, only one exists. Wow. I mean, the and numbers are staggering. And we don't want people to fail. No, no, no. Okay, so, so let's, let's I, mean, I mean, we love businesses and we love it when people start businesses. You just have to have a good reason. But Martha, I think uh, in, maybe Melinda's asking this question. I, really, seriously, let's get Melinda on the phone. I wish we had her number. <laughs> Is, you know, maybe she's thinking, I want to start a business because I'm frustrated with my job right now and maybe I can make a bigger difference if I ran the place. 
Well, there are people that have that thought, I am sure. They either don't get along with their boss or they don't like how it's run or they feel like they're being worked into the ground or they're thinking they're making all this money on my work. I could be doing this for myself. So if it comes from a place of being maybe disgruntled or just dissatisfied with that situation, that scenario, um, that's another really good um, thing to be questioning yourself and asking and saying, is there something I can do in my current position to improve the situation before just pulling the plug on it? Because let's just describe this. You know, maybe your boss is making a lot of money on you, but right now you're getting a paycheck every week. You get benefits, likely. You get paid time off, likely. When you leave at five o'clock in the afternoon, you leave the work behind. If you own the business, you're not guaranteed a paycheck. You're never going to work an eight to five job ever, period. You may have the occasional day. That'd be a vacation day. You only work maybe nine hours. Uh, you're not going to get paid vacation. I mean, it's a long time till you see those same benefits. So if, if it's frustration, I think maybe you need to pray about it to make sure that you're not making a decision. Making a big decision like quitting your job and starting a business is not something you do because you're frustrated. Unless it's the right kind of frustration. You see a deep need in the consumer pool and you know that you could fulfill that need and you can make money fulfilling that need and you can help hire people and employ people to help you fulfill that need. That's a good frustration to have. Yeah, it is. So, you know, I think you hit uh, the nail right on the head though, Jim, is that any decision like this needs to be started with prayer that it needs to be something if you have a spouse, that you're praying about it together, that you're making a good decision, um, that it is the direction for your family. Maybe it's one of flexibility. Maybe it's, you know, so that there's less um, childcare needs or that you're home more or whatever it is. And and, um, it's going to change some of those dynamics. Those are excellent reasons. But um, having a realistic Uh, viewpoint often starts with praying about it and just getting God's perspective. Do you remember that day in 1994, (laughs) the day I went from a fully paid job making 50 grand a year to the next day of having quit and making zero grand a year? Yes, I do. And that day we signed a Pitney Bowes postage machine (laughs) contract. Yeah. Committing to paying something. Committing to paying something with income we didn't have. People probably don't even know why you have Pitney Bowes. Well, Pitney Bowes, well, that, that's another story for another day. Wasn't it a mailing machine? But, a stamp but that machine? was a day. If we had known all the things that we know today about starting our own business, would we have made the same decision 25 years later? I don't, I mean. Oh, yeah. You think we still made the same oh, decision? Because yeah. there was a level of frustration. We were filling a need that wasn't being met. But it still was a really, we didn't have six months of income in the bank. No, we probably would have taken some of this advice, which is where it comes from. It comes from experience and having been there ourselves, Jim, and, you know, kind of looking not through the eyes of the sleep deprived young parents of two babies. Starting a business from scratch. (laughs) That was us. We're speaking about ourselves. Um, You know, we probably could have used a little more time with some planning, with some financial preparations. Um, But... And you talk about stupid on a sandwich. We built in a house at the same time. We did. We left a house that was a $100,000 house and bought a bigger house so we could have an office inside our home. You know what? Those, it, it, yes. And and we can't go back. We can't live <laughs> no, in regret. We can't. But, but there's some things people can, Melinda, don't build a house during this process. Had some, a little bit more wisdom being spoken into us at that moment. Okay. So let's just review reasons why you would quit your job and start a business. 
um, because you're maybe wanting to be your own boss, have more flexibility in your schedule. Maybe you have a skill that you're not even using. Maybe your current job, we're not talking about going into competition with your boss and stealing all of their secrets, but rather um, maybe you have something that you've always had this yearning to do or a skill that you're not currently using and you see a need for that in the marketplace. If you're thinking about starting your business on your own, find a Christ follower who owns a business that's a friend of yours and talk to them about Mm -hmm. the ins and the outs and make sure that you really, that, that, I mean, beyond everything else, Make sure this is something the Lord is asking you to do. Yeah. Because when you have employees, you become responsibility for them and their families. When you have customers, you're responsible for delivering to them what they expect. I mean, there's a lot of responsibility and you're representing God out there in the marketplace. It's a big deal. It and is. we're excited about but it. But it's a benefit. It's a wonderful thing to do if it's the right thing to do. And I think people n- will know that um, as they seek wise counsel from other people around them. I really like that word, Jim. Wise counsel. Wise counsel. Did I say wise counsel? Um, well, you said ask other people. And then I you're wrote just interpreted wise counsel. counsel. <laughs> well, right. that's the biblical thing to do. I mean, God does tell us to do that. Yes, he does. And there are a lot of people that have gone before us and made good choices and bad choices, and they can help us. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, and we want to remind you, your workplace is your mission field. Have you ever met a woman with a skill or a talent so amazing that you wanted to hire her to make something custom as a gift or home decor or to work for you? Many of my friends have turned their hobbies into businesses, whether it's a home organization, jewelry sales, photography, or an architectural firm. God has given each of us specific talents, gifts, and abilities. When we take these gifts and use them to provide for our family and hire others to help them flourish, we're also advancing the kingdom. Christian women have a unique vantage point to business and a desire to be in community at the same time. Here to tell us more about how God is using her to fill this need is S.J. Meeson, founder of Christian Women in Business in Australia. S.J., welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Oh, we are so excited to share you um, and your story with our listeners. The first thing I want to do, yes, listeners, it is right. She is in Australia. It's already tomorrow where she is. And um, we're sharing um, this because I did a little research on the internet trying to find some stuff about women's ministries and came across CWIB quite a while ago. And SJ and I have connected. Uh, She actually had me on her podcast back in April. And now we have the privilege of having you on our show. SJ, the first thing I want to do is just hear a little bit of your story of how you became a follower of Jesus. Um, well, I'm going to give you the nutshell version because it is quite long. But uh, as Martha said, I live in Australia, but I actually was originally from the UK uh, in England in a little town called Retford, which is in Robin Hood country mm. in Nottinghamshire, Sherwood Forest. So I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Robin Hood and the King of Thieves. <laughs> For sure. Uh, <laughs> I lived uh, just 20 minutes away from his tree, Major Oak, uh, in, a, in a small country town and I wasn't a Christian Uh, I didn't really know who God was I was quite an atheist quite a rebel Um, I would get up to mischief in my uh, younger years Um, and through that I also suffered some uh, abuse and neglect and um, it kind of formed a very young fragile young lady 
Um, and in the midst of going through depression and kind of working out who I was about the age of 20, um, I actually got some compensation for what happened to me um, from the government. Um, and I was kind of at a point in my world where I was like, well, I don't really fancy hanging around England anymore. Hmm. So I thought, what's the easiest place to go and work and travel? And it was Australia. So a month later, I kind of hopped on a plane and came over to Australia. I uh, didn't really know anyone, didn't have a job. Um, and the only work that I got was um, outdoor education. So it was perfect. I got my food and accommodation paid for six days a week. Um, I just needed to find one night a week uh, to go and wash my kit and have a shower and we were back out in the field and <laughs> I got to see some of the most beautiful places in Australia. Uh, and throughout that kind of journey, um, I met some friends who kind of said, oh, you know, come and stay on our floor for the night and you can sort yourself out ready for work the next day. And I just knew that there was something different about them and I mm. couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. But coming from that state of um, depression, worthlessness, and all the kind of things that come with abuse and uh, sexual assault, I just knew that I wanted what they had. Mm. Um, and I was later to found out that um, they were Christians, they believed in Jesus, um, and they invited me to a Bible study. And I was kind of like, well, I'm traveling, I'm up for trying new things. Um, mm -hmm. So I went and joined them and I just enjoyed it so much, so, so much. Um, I didn't quite know who this God person was yet, but I just knew that I loved learning. Um, so a bit of time went past and uh, in, in, in the Australia, when you're traveling, you can only work for one company for six months um, at a time, which is really, really silly. And then um, to extend your visa, you need to go and work on a farm and it has to be classed as rural Australia. And the town that I was living in at that time was just classed as uh, rural Australia. And the only farm down there or farms down there were dairy farms. Um, so these beautiful girls that I would stay with found me a more permanent residence to stay at, which was really, really kind. And it happened to be another beautiful couple from church. Mm. Um, so they hooked me up with a room and accommodation, which was really, really beautiful. And I started journaling to this guy who I didn't know yet, but I knew I wanted to, to get to know him. So this was back in 2008, 2009. Um, and so I just kept journaling each night to this guy who I didn't know yet. Uh, and then I started to work on the dairy farms, um, learning to drive tractors and all that fun stuff. And uh, in the meantime, they kind of said one day, hey, SJ, we're heading off to church. Do you, we'll see you later. And I was kind of like, oh, can I come? And they were like, of course. <laughs> awesome. And so um, they, I went along and I was like, wow, this is um, nothing like the churches back in England where they're like centuries old mm -hmm. and the vicar's as old as the churches and it's very, you know, thee what thy gum. Um, <laughs> uh, it was a Pentecostal church, so it was very vibrant. Um, and I just thought, okay, like something is different here again. Mm -hmm. um, and unfortunately, a few things happened in the church at the time and the pastor dealt with them really, really well, but it meant that um, he had to take a few weeks off. And so there was a fellow that came in to kind of replace him um, called, I think it's called Ken Myers or Alan Myers. 
um, but he does the Care Force courses over here in Australia. Mm-hmm. And he was just wonderful. And I just totally related to him. He had a very English sense of humor. And I was sat at the altar call, uh, sat one night at church and my heart started to going and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did the altar call. I was like, yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> so as I started walking um, kind of down the aisle, I just instantly knew who Jesus was and he came behind me. And it was like I was wearing in, you know, in World War II when they used to wear them really big old wool jackets um, over the top of everything mm-hmm. and they would cover in mud and just really heavy and wet. Um, it felt like I had one of those on from everything that had happened. Um, and Jesus just came up behind me and said, this is my coat now. You don't need to worry. You've been born again. Wow. So I'm going to take all these burdens away from you. And so that was the initial kind of, this is who Jesus was. And instantly he just wanted to take away my burdens and he did. And I was born again and kind of haven't looked back since. And from there I met my husband and <laughs> we've been on a wild love adventure. And yeah, it's wow. been amazing. That is so so encouraging to hear the story of meeting up with people that, you know, just lived life in front of you and really exposed you to Jesus through that. Um, thanks so much for sharing that. So let's fast forward a little bit um, before the end of the segment and just tell me how you got to where you are today. You have a company, the Automation Gal, and then you've also started Christian Women in Business. How did those come about? Uh, well, I actually didn't start in either of them. <laughs> As okay. you don't. Yeah. Um, uh, I was like in the corporate world doing admin uh, and bits and bobs of that kind of genre of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then God actually placed my husband and I, uh, we were looking for a house to live at. Um, and we found, we looked for like two years. We were hopeless. But we walked into a house that my husband had found one day. And I just heard God say loudly, you are to buy this house. Um, and the house was on land. It had, um, I know you guys work in feet, but it had a thousand square meters of land, which in Australia means if the house is placed right, you can actually build another house on it and mm. subdivide it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't know that at the time. We just knew that it it must have had potential and we could do something with it. Um, so accidentally, um, we stumbled upon some land. Um, we cleared it all out. 17 trees later, my I add, we cleared the land out. Um, and we went to see a draftsman and he looked at it. And at first we were thinking about putting a granny flat on it. And he was like, which is just like a little house where you're meant to put a granny in okay. um, or a teenager <laughs> or whatever. Um, and uh, we were like, he, he said to us, you guys can build more than that. You can build a house on here. So we basically sold everything we could, uh, saved as much as we could. And, um, we became developers so wow <laughs> complete accident um and we learned so much for it and it was really really good um and so at that point I was so anxious about the money that we were going to make and how did that sit with God and you know is it okay to make that kind of money um and I was so anxious and troubled by it that I actually went to see some um, of the prayer team at church and they kind of asked me, you know, what did you want prayer for? And I was kind of like, well. So SJ, you and your husband were looking at this whole opportunity to to build on your land. You knew it was going to make you some money and you were really kind of seeking the Lord and saying, is is this okay? Tell us about that before you go on. 
so I went to see the prayer team at our church and they kind of asked me, okay, you know, what is, what is it you want prayer for? And I was like, actually, I'm not going to give you what I want prayer for. I would just like to hear what you have to say from the Lord. So I kind of put them on the spot. Um, and instantly they just went into a piece and said, look, whatever you're doing right now and you're worried about it, God is completely okay. You're completely on track. And mm. this is where he wants you to be. And it's okay to be basically doing what you're doing. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and then it got me kind of questioning, well, why is it that I feel so bad about making this money? And what does God say in the Bible about making money? And I kind of went on this huge tangent mm-hmm. um, in my study time of researching all the scriptures and kind of, going okay well where does this kind of false uh pretense come from thinking that um it's not okay to make money um Mm -hmm. and it's not okay and you know the things that you hear about money is the root uh the love of money is the root of all evil and that kind of thing so i kind of put that to to bed in the way that well god's giving me this land when we walked into the house he told us to buy it and he knew that we could do something on it Mm -hmm. um I've gone to him with anxiety and he's confirmed that it's okay for me to do it. So it's all good. Um, So we went ahead and from that, I accidentally stumbled upon uh, the digital marketing realm and also found that very intriguing. Mm -hmm. And so I learned as much as I could about digital marketing and from that accidentally fell into automations. Um, So since then, We've still been doing investing and developing. Um, I've also built what was back then the digital project manager, which is now the automation girl, which is helping businesses set up automations and integrations and all that kind of thing. And as I was doing that, um, I was kind of like, okay, so here I am. We're doing, we're buying kind of houses. We're building an empire. Um, where are all the other chicks doing this? Because I felt quite lonely. I didn't feel like there was anyone in church who really got what we were doing, uh-huh. who had the mindset that we did, that that kind of didn't understand that it's okay to make money. Some people feel it quite intimidates them. They think that all rich people are evil and full of greed. And a lot of the time, they're actually super generous, super nice people right. who just want to better the world. Um, and so I was feeling so alone and... Um, I was like, God, I actually want to start adding you into this. Um, And I was at a bit of a fork road, you know, do I start putting it out in my marketing and all that kind of stuff. And so I eventually found a business conference that was Christian in Australia. And I was so excited because there was nothing like that over here. Mm -hmm. And um, I went with the question, okay, do I add God? Came out, yes, absolutely. (laughs) need to add God into everything. So I did. Um, and I started putting it out on Instagram and Bible verses about what I've been learning about business and about money and all that kind of stuff. And people started can- contacting me about it. Um, this was back in 2016. Okay. Um, and so uh, Megan, I just got this message from this random person going, oh, my goodness, another Christian woman in business. I'm in Melbourne. We need to chat. So Melbourne is in Australia still. Um, And so we met, uh, we had a few Skype sessions, and it was like we were just long-lost sisters Mm. from other misters. Like, it was great. (laughs) Um, And so we kind of was like, where are all the other Christian women in business? Like, where do they all hang out? Uh So we searched and searched and searched and couldn't find anything in Australia. Um, 
And so Megan was kind of like, wouldn't it be good if there was a place where we could all come and hang out? I'm like, yes, wouldn't it? Um, and so we kind of put our heads together and I kind of prayed for the Lord about what we should do. I was like, okay. I was, I was kind of a bit uh, anxious about doing it because I knew the commitment that it would need and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I wanted to make sure if I was going to do it, I was going to do a jo good job of it. Mm -hmm. I searched online to see if, uh, Christian Women in Business domain was free. It was. So I was like, okay, I'll buy it. So I bought it. Um, and I was like, Meg, I bought it. She was like, good, are we going to do it now? And mm -hmm. eventually I was like, yes, okay, let's do this. She was like, okay, don't worry. I'm going to start out all the branding and uh, the graphics for it. So she helped me design the website, the logo, and all the beautiful graphics that she's developed over time. And I want to um, just interject there for people to go to your website, christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. And um, I tell you what, Megan is talented, SJ. She, um, when you look at everything that has been created for the Christian and women in business, which we're going to get into the details of, of what it offers and how women can connect to it. But the imagery the the visual is the visuals everything is beautiful and very appealing and does not make you feel anxious at all it makes you feel very <laughs> calm so way to go Megan on that aspect of it so 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 then you so you guys had the domain then what did what did you decide to do with it and what is Christian women in business today so we decided that we wanted to create a platform that firstly um, kind of celebrated women um, mm -hmm. So God gave me some words. They were encourage, strengthen, and unite. So we wanted to make sure that everything that we did incorporated that. So to encourage, um, it meant that we wanted to encourage women to share their stories. We wanted to encourage them to keep God at the center um, and just bring a really positive voice into Christian uh, women in businesses' lives, whether it be you working in a corporation or whether it be you own your own business mm -hmm. and kind of go, you know, God's, like you said, God's given us gifts. He's given us talents mm -hmm. um, and he blesses us so much in lots of different ways with that. So we need to show how God is working within that out to the world. So we set up a directory um, and the directory allows each woman to share their story, share their wisdom. Um, so you can go through, you can, um, actually go onto their websites through that and if you need something for example like a graphic designer you can find Megan on there hear her story and then click through to her website and be able to use her because we also wanted to create an economy um, where people can support other Christians uh, within the marketplace right. um, and then the next thing was um, strengthen so we wanted to strengthen women through the word of God um, and we've done that in a number of different ways so be it our uh, daily Bible verses, uh, whether it be our weekly devotionals. Um, we've got the magazine, which Megan, I put mm -hmm. together, I put all the content together and then Megan uh, makes it look beautiful. <laughs> and it is, um, it's amazing. That was the original thing that I had found of yours. Um, and I also want to say, and I think this comes under that area too, in your strengthen is the fact that you have um, really helped women to understand a an approach to studying the Bible, right? Because your whole idea is to to get your women, the Christian women in business, to align their business with God. How are they going to do that if they don't know what he says? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've made it one of our priorities to help women do that. Um, and some parts of that do come in the magazine. Some parts of that are from 
you know, the daily Bible verses just to get women back into the word. And then also each year we hold um, a Bible study challenge, which is actually to teach business women how to study the word of God. Um, so if you're in your business and let's just say a customer does something that maybe isn't right, how would Jesus approach that? How would God approach that? And what's mm-hmm. the way that God wants us to handle that situation? So it teaches them how to look for that in the Bible um, and how to study it and not just to take um, a little verse and kind of manipulate it into what we want it to say, but reading the scripture in a whole context um, within within the Bible. So you can see exactly like just for example, what Jesus is saying um, in a parable and putting that into context with where you are in your business and how does that fit. Um, so there's lots of different ways. So that was the strength and element. Mm-hmm. And then the last one was unite. So that's where the community side comes into it. Uh, we wanted to create a community where we can come and ask the awkward questions that are starting to really come up now for business owners. Um, and we've seen it through the years now where, you know, we're unsure about what happens. And I'm just going to be forward because this is just the reality of it. What happens if um, someone who is gay comes up and asks us to do something that might compromise our values? How do we handle that? How do we approach that? How do we seek God in that? How do we not be judgmental in that? So we wanted to create a, a community where we could ask questions like that and it'd be safe and we all explore it together um, with God um, and be able to just kind of express that difficulty and that, you know, you want to be fair and loving and, and be the eye in Jesus. How do we do that? How do we tackle that that gives praise and glory to God? So, um, and also, who, what woman does not love meeting for a hot chocolate or a coffee and chatting about everything, business and life? So we kind of have a, a holistic approach to supporting yeah. women in business. And you're doing that in local communities there in Australia. And how are you doing that that can really help women globally connect with Christian women in business? Why don't you um, delve into that in the last minute or so of this segment? Yeah, so across um, the main cities in Australia, we do have monthly face-to-face meetups uh, where we just get together um, and we have Bible verses, a topic that's um, business-related and then kind of go through that. And then for our global communities, we've tried a couple of different things. Because of the different time zones, it is quite hard to get everyone online. So we've had USA online meetups, we've had UK online meetups, um, but we find that they didn't work because of everyone's kind of commitment. So what we're trying to do to support our global community is um, have pre-recorded videos of subjects and topics and um, popping them in in to our Facebook community and on our uh, members hub, which is the website kind of side to the membership, uh, where you can watch it in your own time. You can ask any questions that you've got related to it within the community on Facebook. And and uh, I mean, the Facebook community is open 24-7. Anyone can ask questions at any time. And we've made sure that our directory is global as well. So. Uh, you can search by a country. So if you want to find someone that's in the USA, uh, you just pick USA and it'll bring up, making sure that they've filled out their profiles right. It'll right. Bring awesome. Up All right. You're listening to the I Work For Him radio show. And we've been talking with S.J. Meeson about Christian women in business. You can find it online, christianwomeninbusiness.com.au because it's not in this, based out of the States. It's based out of Australia. Yet, S.J., you've got, I mean, I, I 
I can't imagine. When you started this, did you really think you'd have members from all over the globe? Um, yes and no. I was kind of like, okay, if God does take this, you know, God's a big God. So mm. you kind of have that in the back of your mind, right? But then at the same time, that's completely scary. So just focusing on Australia was very comfortable for me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is and big enough. Like, yeah, <laughs> seriously, so big. Um, so when people started contacting me from all over the world, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, <laughs> God's a big God. <laughs> okay, I got a couple of questions for you. Here's, here's the first one. As you have studied working women, Christian working women in business across the globe, what's one common theme you see working women in business, business women, owning women struggling with? I think it's being comfortable with who they are and knowing who they belong to. Because once you figure that out, it's like you're unstoppable. And what I mean by that is, and, and this was a theme that we had for our conference last year, which was who is she? And it's realizing that and getting women to understand that you are a daughter of Jesus Christ. He lives in you the holy spirit is here to guide you uh, with scripture and and opening your eyes to understand who you are in that and then what does that mean that means that we no longer need to ask god please bless my business so i can bless others it means that i am already blessed because of what Jesus Christ has done for me and who I'm a part of and what kingdom I belong to so I can go on and bless others. And once women really, really get that and the penny kind of flicks or the switch switches, mm -hmm. whatever the saying is, yeah. there's such a change that happens and there's such a peace that comes over them that just, for example, like me coming on this radio show today, I just know that, if God wants me to do this, that's why I'm on here. He's going to provide me the right words to say. He's going to give me the confidence that I need. And it's being able to work in that. We have a little saying, which is grace over grind. It's working in that grace uh, rather than trying to grind and force things. And just know that if I keep my eyes on Jesus um, and, and what he's done and who he is and the promises within Scripture, I'm going to be okay, and I've got the confidence to do it. I've got the backup to do it. I've got the provision to do it, and all those things that God kind of blesses us with and is our inheritance. All right, so my second question is this. you I mean, how many women, Christian women in business, do you have involved there in Australia? Oh, gosh, over 100. Okay. All right. So as over 100, yet across the globe, you have, you have thousands involved? How many do you have? Um, in our outside community, yep. we've got um, thousands. Okay. Like, I, don't, I can't put a number on it. No, no uh, and, and, and the numbers aren't as important as my, this is my point. Okay, in the States, because that's all this, this radio broadcast, for the most part, is being broadcast to the States, yet on our podcast, we have listeners on every continent that has access to the internet, so that's everything but you know, Antarctica, which still irritates me. I can't seem to get any <laughs> listeners on Antarctica. How, these, I mean, women, Christian working 
women, women, in, Christian women in business, both of them, I, I'm, I'm, I'm putting them all together. They have common struggles because women look at things differently than men. And, but a lot of times for women, it is extraordinarily important for face-to-face time. How can women in the States who are connected to you meet face-to-face? Do you ever have like an annual gathering of Christian women in business here in the States? Well, quite a lot of people have been asking me about that. (laughs) I don't know if it's time to start thinking about it. It makes my head explode and I have to be preach, uh, walk what I preach. So I have to say, if God wants it to happen, Mm -hmm. it will happen. It will happen his his time and he'll find the perfect place um, and it will all fit together. We do have one in Australia. I would love one in the USA. Uh, and like I said, so many people have asked me about it. I'm just literally waiting on God. Well, He'll maybe this radio right show, but maybe the radio show with Jim and Martha was that last final straw. Hey, I got to ask this random <laughs> question be- because I-, I will tell you, we know the person that can help with the event because we've worked with her on other events. But there's, there's just such a deep need in the United States of America for Christ following women to, to unite to, uh, to share their struggles of working, being moms, that whole superwoman complex that every woman uh, fights with, with the, that are certainly involved in business. I, mean, I just I just think there's just such a need to gather them all together in unity. But you know, one of the yeah. things I think that this conversation makes me aware of is that, um, you know, this world is a lot bigger than just Florida, than just the United States even just Australia, you know, there are, there's God wired all of us in a similar way, as far as women are concerned, as far as being driven, but yet needing to learn this whole um, concept, like you said, SJ, about who we are in Christ and, and how to use that in our, in our work, in our businesses. And so that common need that desire. I've heard so many women struggling with it, you know, and that's why I'm excited to just expose our listeners to you and Christian Women in Business, which can be found online, christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. And I just want to tell our listeners a few of the things that they're going to find when they go to that website. So can you, um, you know, just give them some highlights. I know you have an app we haven't talked about, um, some of those things. So why don't you just kind of run down that list? Yeah. Um, so yes, we've got an app. So um, we're actually just about to update the app. So it will look a little bit differently in a few weeks time. But basically, um, you can get us on your phone whenever you want. Right. Um, and look at different Bible verses from our daily verses. You can listen to the podcast show. So we have a podcast show as well, uh, where we get women on from different businesses from all over the world, and men as well, um, and get them to share their stories and what they're up to. Um, and pass on their wisdom. Uh, we also have the magazine, uh, which again, you can download from um, the website. We've got a shop uh, which holds our business devotionals. So each week in our, in our community, we share a weekly devotional. And what we've done is we've collated all of those uh, from, and they're shared from our different members and we pop them into books. So if you don't feel like the membership's right, but you just want to have something that you can come to weekly and and prepare for your business and week ahead so then we've got those as well um and then yeah we've got our community and membership which is um where you can access the community uh, you get your directory profile 
um, and all those wonderful things that kind of come with with the membership. You know, so again, listeners, I want you to um, hear that there's so many resources and just because it's it's located in Australia does not mean that we can't participate. This whole community, um, SJ, you have a really good sense and feel for a global um, environment. And I think that's one of the things that God has just gifted you with this very welcoming spirit online, um, connected you with Megan for the visual side of it, and just gifted you in an amazing way. So listeners, go to christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Okay, last question. You got a minute and a half. What's one thing you've always loved to tell a global audience (laughs) of women as they struggle with that connection between faith and work and life? What's one thing that every woman needs to hear? SJ, Misa, you tell them. You're doing a great job. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's it. You're doing a great job. On those days where you don't want to get out of bed, you're worth getting out of bed. On the days where it feels like it's really hard, you're doing a great job and God can see what you're doing and he is so proud of you. And it's because of him that a ripple effect is happening and he's being glorified through that. So he wants you to know that you are doing a fantastic job i'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing as well and just keep going don't give up draw your strength from him and that is a struggle that almost every woman does have they're like am i really it's that super as we've heard women here in the u.s mm-hmm. describe it the the wonder woman complex they're trying to be everything to everybody and feel like they don't get anything done yep yeah you don't need to do that <laughs> You don't need to do that. That is for sure. S.J. Meeson. You don't need to do that. Uh, S.J. Meeson calling in all the way from Australia. We're so grateful that you're willing to share Christian wi- women in business with our audience. And we want our audience, the ladies out there, get involved with this ministry, christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. S.J., thank you so much for being on iWorkRam today. Thank you so much for having me, guys. And thank you for listening wherever you are in the world. It's been a pleasure to share with you today. So again, check out Christian Women in Business online, christianwomeninbusiness.com.au, christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.